Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, so <laughs> full of cakes. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Hold boy. on, Jordan. I had, oh boy, I probably Jordan, had, too, I had too many cakes before I, I came. Think I think the audience deserves some context on this. We're recording this week's Jordan Jesse Go on a weekday morning. (sighs) Yeah. And you're already full of cakes? Full of cakes. Pancakes, to be exact. Oh, I had imagined uh, like a a fine batter cake. No. No. I I like to start the day with a whole sheet cake from Costco. (laughs) Uh, No. I mean, I, you know... Eagle-eared listeners will remember the episode from a few months back where yeah. we had a lunchtime record. Eagles, came by in, the way, known for their ears. Known for their listening skills. Yeah. Um, they're active listeners. Mm-hmm. So, like, while you're talking, they'll say, mm-hmm, boy, that must have been difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I tell you, a, like, a really powerful resentment that has lived with me since my middle school years? I would love to hear that. We had this class called Self-Science, which was sort of like group therapy. Okay. And uh, one of the teachers was teaching us about reflective listening. Mm -hmm. And she said, what do you think reflective listening might be? And it was quiet. So I like raised my hand. I'm like, is that where you listen to something and then you consider it before you reply? And uh, she said, no, it's when you listen to something and then say it back to the person. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. Not that you shouldn't do that. And that's still sticking in your craw. But 25 years later, I still am resentful that I was set up to look like a fool. Yeah. By the so-called self-science teacher, and to and to spite that teacher, you have uh, you have lived your life without listening to others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I stopped on the way in for a little breakfast. That breakfast involved pancakes. What kind of stop are we talking about? Like Seven Eleven or? Yeah, no, uh, I stopped at Cassell's. Oh uh, yeah, a a charming d- dinery themed restaurant in Koreatown, two egg breakfast. I said to them, can we swap out that toast for cakes? They said, hell yeah. And You're kidding me. Yeah. No. You got them to substitute for an upcharge. For, okay. for an upcharge. Because Cassell's used to be run by a Korean-American family. It used to be a very affordable mm-hmm. hamburger restaurant. It has gone upscale. Yes. The name was purchased and it was moved into the ground floor of a fancy hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't imagine they're just willy nilly substituting cakes. Yeah, no, you're. I mean, you're you're paying for the you're you're paying for the privilege of cakes, right? But you know, I got it. You got a cake got, line item on your household it. budget? Yeah, I got. I'm making cake money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not making. I'm not making side of fruit money. <laughs> okay, but right, but I could treat myself. These aren't chocolate chip cakes. No, come, jeez, man, I'm gonna have to really. Really fucking have a great year before I'm you, substituting chocolate chip. You can't cakes. afford creme fraiche. <sighs> I wish, man. I wish I was living that creme fraiche life. Yeah. But anyway, that's my favorite. Instagram it brought these tag, cakes, and I love. I, I hashtag creme fraiche life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hard to spell, but <laughs> sure. Satisfying. Once uh, you get there. And you know, I love cakes are one of my favorite treats. Um, but I think with 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 cakes, kind of part of what I like about them is that you. 
the the best pancake and the worst pancake are not that far off. That's absolutely the case. And I think that's what I you can always count on them being about as delicious everywhere you go. Sometimes there's an X factor. For instance, uh, at Dupars around here, they give you a little coriander of um, uh, of melted butter. And I don't know if I'm using the word coriander. I don't think that's I'm even not, a word. I'm not. Yeah. What, what do you think? I'm, what am I thinking of? Uh, coriander. <laughs> you're combining colander and coriander. Neither neither of, which of is them are correct in this situation. It's the little metal thing. Oh, okay. Which I now call a coliander. Well, I certainly would expect, even in a lower quality cake venue, mm. that nice whipped butter. Yeah. If you if my butter's well, not like whipped, a melted, why are you serving a melted me? butter? Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a butter sauce. Oh. And you get that in syrup. It's a Maybe it's clarified. Is it ghee? Dynamite, are they giving you ghee? Well, I don't know what that is. It's like a, a clarified karate butter. uniform. It's a clarified butter. Oh, yeah. I like my pancakes in a little karate uniform. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, here was the X factor with these cakes. Uh, vanilla butter. So it's a butter and it has little flecks of vanilla in it. Fuck. I just, I, I'm like, I'll eat one and a half of these cakes. Housed all three cakes. Some browns, too. <laughs> yeah, Full them, of huh? cakes and browns. Like the Jungle Brothers? Yeah. Okay. I'm just a coriander filled with food now. Holy cow. I'm doubling down on this coriander thing. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we can make it happen. Yeah. Anyway, so I just wanted to let you find, if I'm bringing a, if I'm bringing a Logie energy today, uh-huh. if I'm bringing a, a, a full kind of sleepy energy, too full of cakes. You're not getting a car brush? Huh? I would have thought that you'd be having a car brush. What's a car brush? A carb rush. Carb rush? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, rush from carbs. No, I... Ha- or a carb rush. Or a carb rush. <laughs> yeah, if your car's dusty. That's true. Yeah. No, I think I maybe had that in the car on the way over. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, bounced around, turned yeah. on some heart. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but now, full carb crash. Should we introduce our guests, I would love Jordan, to. before you go into a coma? Yeah. Uh, they are the co-hosts of the Smash podcast, Script Notes. Mm-hmm. Everyone here in Hollywood is familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Jordan and I work in the entertainment industry, so we know a lot about script, the Script Notes podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they are also a v- profoundly accomplished screenwriters themselves. Mm-hmm. And in one case, a screenwriter turned novelist. Yeah, that's right. He's got his own novels. That's Craig Mazin and John August. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. It's well, nice to be here. That was fascinating to watch and listen to. <laughs> you guys were up close. Up close and just shocked. I got to tell you, shocked the that entire That people time. would uh, listen uh, to this? No, no, not I mean, it's, it's all the parts of the podcast we would normally cut out right. are featured here. Exactly. <laughs> but I did take copious notes on Jordan's uh, misassumptions about pancakes, um, that all pancakes are the same as the parent of a kid. I can tell you that not all pancakes are the same. Let's and, hear about this. Sorry. Uh, there are good pancakes that my daughter will eat. Um, there are terrible pancakes my daughter will eat, but there are also good pancakes my daughter will not eat because she's so incredibly picky. So, How old is your daughter? My daughter is now 13 years old. And so our usual Saturday morning is we go to Blue Jam Cafe, which is one of the best you know, sort of breakfast doing, spots yeah. in the world. They so, do a great job. And so Crunchy French Toast is what you get there at Blue Jam. But they used to have pancakes, and they stopped serving pancakes. What? Because – I'm they, sorry. I, I'm – I think my, something might be wrong with my headphones. Yes. I thought you said that this was one of the best breakfast places. Yes. It is the best breakfast place Welcome in Welcome to Angeles. my world, by the way. This is <laughs> except, what happens. Except they stopped serving pancakes because they needed extra griddle space to make more of their crunchy French toast, which is what mm, they are known for. Sure. And because Japanese tourists come expecting the crunchy French toast, so they stopped mm. serving pancakes. My daughter stopped getting up in the mornings on Saturday mornings because 
pancakes were not available. So now we get her jack-in-the-box pancakes, mini pancakes, on the way back. <laughs> And she prefers them to any other pancakes. This may Angeles. be more about your daughter than about pancakes. I have to be honest with you. Right. Pancakes, I think you're right. Thank mm-hmm. you for your frankness, Craig. Uh, that's all I have to offer, yeah. by the way. Uh, and, and it's not going to go well for you guys. So pancakes, <laughs> I think pancakes are just basically uh, sponges for other things. But in and of themselves, they're not particularly great. Yeah, they're but, sponges uh, for butter and oh, sugar. Right, precisely. Mm-hmm. But that's wonderful. Or maple yeah, that's syrup. the two you know, best or, foods. But right. Craig, do you make pancakes at home? Like, no. It, because pancakes can be delicious made at home, but they can also be terrible. At their best, mm-hmm. a pancake bear is just sort of a warm, spongy thing. It's I, not... I have to admit something here. All right. You've never had a pancake? I'm a, <laughs> I frankly am unfamiliar with them. Yeah. I've never heard of them. Can we just all today. say, like, by the way, the three of us say pancake because that's what the food is? And you keep calling them cakes with the with an invisible apostrophe in yeah. front of the cake. Well, what if what if people are more familiar with Johnny cakes or flapjacks? They're the same. Thing? I think they all fall under the category of cakes. The world is full of cakes. Uh, <laughs> well, he's trying to distinguish between crepes and pancakes because they're it's forced they're, ambiguity. Yes, it's like, forced ambiguity. At, at the hotel buffet, they might say pancakes when they're actually crepes, and then my daughter mm. would also throw a tantrum. And also, I'm, I'm also trying to reach out to cool millennials who I know love to abrieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. true. Exactly. So here's my secret shame. Ooh, cakes had me like. Oh. <laughs> I um, hashtag cream fresh life. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a cabin in the mountains and I go there With and that face. <laughs> when, I got, when I got a cabin, mm-hmm. um, my mom was kind enough to buy me a giant cast iron griddle. Oh, it's actually a very important thing to have. Yeah, and it especially especially at, at your cabin because yeah. you have guests. There's The guests also have children. You have children. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if you had a cabin, Jordan, by the way, you would have children. And Jesse, I'm barely making I'm barely making upgrade to pancake money. I don't have a second home. I don't have a first home. So it's hard. It's a mountain. Yeah. It's called a mountain home. Yeah. It's a, ca- so, it's a weird cabin. And I got the griddle. So I'm sorry to brag, but it's just yeah. my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Hashtag Crim Fresh Life. So I have a giant cast iron griddle. Yeah, it sounds amazing. And you're obliged to make pancakes for everyone. Mm. Bacon and pancakes, at least one day on your cabin trip, yeah. even if it's just a weekend, everybody gets bacon and pancakes for breakfast. I still cannot get pancakes right. <laughs> I am like a – I am a – I'm going to storm out of here. Competent storm out. Home yeah. chef. No, you're like, not. I'm nope. like the I person who your press. Craig, who's already said he doesn't make pancakes. House. No, 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 I have made pancakes. Of course, one of the reasons I don't make pancakes is because they're so absurdly easy to make. It's boring. That you can't even make the boring thing. You literally pour a thing and stop and wait until when. When do you wait until? For I, the bubble. Thank you. Is that wrong? It is, that, is, that, that is, is the opposite that is in of fact wrong. wrong. It that is, is in fact wrong. wrong. You wait until you see That's it my mommy told edges. me that. Yeah. That, John, that is like the one thing, y- the mom, one no. thing my bubbles, mom imparted to me. The bubbles and the edges happen simultaneously. Gail? Gail's wrong? <laughs> I'm sorry, Gail. Oh, <laughs> Gail's going to hear about this. There's nothing wrong with you, Gail. Okay. Right. August to Gail, colon. Wrong. Wrong on pancakes. Wrong for America. Oh, that may be true. Scale's yeah. birthday next weekend. I oh, think it's really disappointing birthday, to hear Gail. that her pancake wisdom. But maybe if, like, by next week, she could step up her pancake game and learn that there's better ways to detect when a pancake. Okay, so going. actually, the, I, I'm curious to hear this. When right. what's 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 so it's a sense of dryness. The reason why the bubble thing does not hold universally is because uh-huh. there can be different thicknesses of batter, and some batters the bubble thing is not. Where are you from? Accurate. Where are you from? I'm from high altitude, Thank you. Colorado. The problem is he's from frickin' Denver, where nothing holds. 
none of the f- laws oh, of physics sure. hold in Denver. People right. float in Denver. That's I don't know true. This. Yeah. Can I, in Denver, you drink half a beer, you're fucking drunk, and you're throwing up on the street. Correct. Can yeah. I tell you something? Yes. My cabin? 7,200 feet. Oh, see, that's uh, the reason why. Oh, there you go. You needed a little extra flower in that's there. That's a mile plus. You have yeah. to factor certain things in at that yeah. point. Yeah. At that point, honestly, you are in another universe. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in that high altitude creme fresh life, you've got to make some changes. Right. Now you know how yeah, you can yeah. afford this cabin. You have to why go into you... space. <laughs> Literally into outer space. Why yeah. do you not have a local cook at your high altitude creme fresh cabin? <laughs> I don't. That is not. That's a Hollywood lifestyle oh, that you guys enjoy. <laughs> that's that's. Those are called mountain men, and you avoid them. They're yeah, really sure. like. They're truly. You have, to, you have to capture them. You have to yes. set a snare. Gonna, but it could be a family of Sherpa who uh, like live I've there and help. Chef. Yeah. Help. <laughs> I have to drive forty-five minutes to get to a restaurant mm-hmm. from the cabin, and yeah. that is uh, a, even calling it a restaurant is pretty strong. Yeah. You're looking at 90 minutes to get to an actual restaurant where there's, you know. Why do you have the cabin? I, so many questions for you. Yeah. yeah. Because I have three. And then I want to get back to you and your coliander because I'm still outraged. Yeah. Sure. You go on. I hey, have... language, is, language is a living thing. It's evolving. If <laughs> I want to make up, me. If I want to make up a word that you could use. Maybe you were to... going for ramekin at one point. Ramekin! Ramekin! Well, but I, I held back just because it doesn't begin with C or O or L or yeah. I. Or a, a ramekin is not a pube wig? No, that's a merkin. Also, ramekins generally aren't metal. They're usually ceramic. Oh, okay. But metal ramekins are possible. Correct. I think I can explain... Thank you. Yeah. I'm having a stroke. Okay. <laughs> that, that makes sense. So he, he does not smelling toast. He's smelling pancakes. Smelling burnt, <laughs> right. burnt cakes. I was, oh, I was smelling toast, and then I paid the upcharge. Up nice. Now I'm smelling pancakes. Jesse Thorne, I want to know, two bucks. How, how do you know right now somebody is not romping around in, in your cabin? Like that your cabin is burned down? Would anything of value be lost? Yeah. <laughs> that is what terrifies Skip. me about having a second, John, second house. John, Skip is keeping an eye on it. Uh, Skip. Mm. All right, Skip. Skip. Is he a woodland sprite or a, a person? <laughs> No, he's a shirtless man who lives next door. Of <laughs> he's very nice. He runs the he, whole town. He calls you the shirted man who we, lives next door. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that fancy city boy. <laughs> With his shirt. And his, was, his chest what, cover. And his top pants. <laughs> now, we, was, was he Skip doesn't even the, know the word for shirt. Skip has a key to your house. Skip has a key to our house. Jerry and Debbie have a key to our house. Uh, Everybody's got a key to our house. Jerry and Debbie are great. Jerry and Debbie Aren't are they wonderful. They are fun. great. They're fun. But and they you know don't... What? And you, and here's the thing I like about Jerry. And yeah. Debbie, and I don't, I've never met these people. Mm-hmm. But we have, haven't but we? But we have. We've all met Jerry. You've I am with them. I've I am with them. Yeah. We, we each, uh, yeah. The Debbie is volleyball girl, 82. <laughs> you yeah. can tell she made that I am address in high school yeah. when she identified as, as a volleyball, a volleyball girl. Um, what's great about them is that they're keeping the passion alive. I mean, and I think, oh. you know, they do the work. Mm-hmm. So I mean that marriage has been going for a while. Reflective mm-hmm. listening, but you, I presume. Reflective listening, and uh, you know you look at those two and you're like, Debbie and Jerry, they fuck. No. Oh, they're uh, very fit people. They're very fit. I, I presume that that was not a secret. If they're on a mountain and you know them, I I assume that we see everything all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, well, they practice their instruments as well. <laughs> sure. Is yeah. that what they call it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesse. I mean, they have a key to your house. Are they fucking? In your house, in your cabin. I'm sorry, your mountain house. Because somebody I, should be. Can I be honest? Whether it's Skip and Sherry or Jerry and Debbie, yeah. if they want to fuck in my house and I'm not there, right. as long as they keep, as long as they you know clean up afterwards, uh-huh. it's fine. Go for it. I had a I have a cat sitter mm-hmm. who comes uh, when I'm out of town mm-hmm. on one of my many jaunts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I won't say who it is, but uh, fun fact, it's someone who's been on this podcast. So maybe eagle-eared listeners can guess who it is. And it's the guys from Penny Arcade, isn't it? It's the guys from Penny Arcade. We, yeah. you know, we had a little bit of a little bit of a misunderstanding, but now we're on uh, yeah. now we're on uh, good terms, and they love my cat. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the last time uh, the last time it happened, there was like stuff was askew mm. when I came back. Nothing oh, was wow. like fucked up, but like askew. askew. But some askew. things may have been fucked on. There was some. There was. There was. I. You know. Again. I'm not making smart water money, but there were smart water bottles around and in the trash. Mm. Okay, can I guess who the the house sitter is? Yeah, is it rapper Fifty Cent? Who's <laughs> <laughs> been on? Yes, Fifty Cent was great on the show. That does make uh-huh. sense given the details we got. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer, yeah, yeah, Je- yeah, sure. Uh, also, she's one of our best recurring guests, Jennifer. Um, <laughs> Toots Cutes Aniston. That was yeah, her nickname. Toots Cutes is her nickname that she chose. Uh, and there was a, and then I, I which w- cast member of Friends has been best on Jordan Jesse Go? Would you say <sighs> the monkey? We've had a cast member from Friends on Jordan Jesse. Aisha Tyler was a cast member of uh, Friends. She true. was good. Yeah, she was great. But the but monkey was better. The monkey, the monkey was, was great. Was I worked you with that monkey. The pre- I know that monkey. That's Crystal. Tell Crystal us, talk- monkey. Crystal the monkey. Hold on. All the other lines of conversation yeah. Yeah. are coming to an end yeah. so that we can focus on the monkey from Friends. That's right. Well, the monkey oh. from Friends is like kind of an incredibly highly paid monkey. It's <laughs> also, I mean, you. That's my favorite sentence. Yeah. Well, my favorite phrase is highly paid monkey. Kind now. of a highly paid monkey. In the monkey world, you want to be Crystal. Yeah. In what context did you work with Crystal the monkey? Crystal the monkey was in The Hangover Part 2. Mm-hmm. I like to stress the word part just because it's unexpected. That sure. was the same monkey from Friends in Hangover 2? Wow. What a Hollywood career. Magic, right? And you don't even. She's good in every She it. transforms herself. Yeah. You know, obviously. She does the work. First of all, most people presume that she's male mm-hmm. because right. people think all monkeys are boys. That gendering not. has to yeah. stop. Has Primate to stop. gendering yeah. is it. Thank you. You know yeah. what? And exactly. maybe there are primates out there who don't have fight who don't have either. That's right. They yeah. can choose whatever pronouns they the want fact to is, choose. I'm not sure that Crystal has made that choice for herself. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but the guy that feeds her yogurt after each take, <laughs> he, he calls her Crystal. So. <laughs> feeds her yogurt. Yeah, that's he. They, you know, when the when you say trainers, highly paid, you mean gets the most yogurt. Gets the most yogurt. <laughs> uh, they do, and they call it paying. They're like, so they'll do a take, uh, and Crystal has to go from here to there, touch a thing, and run back, and then they do it, and then. It's time for another take, and the animal trainer will go, uh, can I just quickly pay her? Oh, yeah, go ahead. And then oh. they go over and they give her a little yogurt, and then they, they come back. So she, she works for pay, mm-hmm. yogurt wow. pay. How did she feel about the amount of scariness in Hangover 2? Because that really caught me by surprise. We kept her. It was a much sort of, more like yeah. intense experience than I had anticipated get, going in. Things get darker and darker. Uh, yeah. You know, we try I, and I actually, her. you know, I really don't enjoyed. Don't use the word actually. Don't. Oh, I really enjoyed that Hangover 2. No. I liked it a lot. Actually. Actually, I really liked Hangover 2, I, I, uh, but I it was it. much more terrifying than I expected, L- like much dark. more visceral. Yeah, a little visceral, a <laughs> little dark. We shielded. I mean, we wouldn't necessarily let Crystal see some okay, of the scenes. Sure, you know, yeah. But she saw quite a bit. I mean, bit. she didn't know exactly what was going on in She the saw scenes. Ken John's penis, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Sure. Who hasn't? Yeah. Literally and to, no one. But to get her to <laughs> no. focus on it, you had to coat it in yogurt. Correct. Yeah. It turned out it was already coated in yogurt. It was sort of sure. like The Shining, where the, the kid didn't really understand the movie that he was in. Like, Correct. You only right, sort of like, you were right. telling sure, Crystal sure, a story sure. about, like, this is a fun story about, like, a, you know, a monkey who gets to explore. Right. Not knowing sort of the actual details. And now I want you to just shake your face and drool, uh-huh. but just to be silly. Yeah. No. Right. Just, just to be just be silly. 
Um, I had something I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, fine. I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> fine. It's weird, but yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, Intervention. Uh, jo- uh, John. <laughs> yes. When. We had coffee. That's right. Yeah, we John did. and we I had, had coffee. Guy. Yeah. Uh, you were telling me that that the night uh, that that evening yes. you were going to take your daughter, who apparently has terrible taste in pancakes, terrible, uh, to it... see Panic at the Disco. Yes, I wanted to hear about what that was like being the dad of the teen at the teen concert. It was pretty fascinating. So Panic! at the Disco, obviously, is a, a band. It's really one person at this point. It's, sure. it's, it's the guy who's is the lead singer. Uh, my daughter desperately wanted to see it. Um, so she sort of convinced us to let her buy tickets for it. She was going to take a friend. And does, he have, would he, would, does he have a band with him, or is he just pushing play on a laptop? And you know, he has a whole band with him, but it's really okay. just him. I think it was at one point a band, but it's gotcha. now just this guy who's tremendously talented. So it's downtown at Staples Center, and so it was on the calendar for two months, mm-hmm. and then it came closer and closer, and then I had uh, coffee with you, and like that night I had to go. And it was just sort of the— Was coffee with Jordan the sort of the precipitating event for the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to sort of ground myself. It's like, right. you know, I mean, yes, I have to take my daughter to this thing, but at least I'm not—at least she's not a cat. Yeah. So that's really, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I got more of the cat. I've leveled up. You're yeah. like, let me do a little mentoring first. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. I met her. She's not a cat. No. No. I'll no. tell you guys if he starts she's, lying. She's, but thank you. like a cat, very clean. Oh, yeah. Just uh, relatively, yeah, relatively, yeah, relatively clean. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. carries cryptosporidium. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right, exactly. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, can't let her near pregnant ladies. Yeah. That's a fact. That's true. Uh, you know what? It was good. So I, I think. The whole experience, I was like, man, I'm now the dad going to one of these shows. And luckily, there were a lot of other sort of parents sort of in my situation, so it didn't feel that weird. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'd gone to that show without kids there, it would have felt strange. Like, I've crossed that age threshold. Like, we're going to this kind of show just to go to the show would have been weird. I had my little orange earplugs. I was unapologetic yeah. for it. I hate that ringing in the ears like, the, the next yeah. day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of great. It was actually like a really good experience. Is Panic at the Disco a... Th- now, I, I'm going to readily admit something. It's difficult for me to yeah. admit as a professional culture critic. I was definitely thinking of LCD sound system. Oh, yeah, no, no. It's very, not very different. Okay. Yeah. So what is Panic at the Disco? Panic at the Disco is one of the top bands, performers out there. I didn't even know there were still top bands. <laughs> no, there are still top bands. Um, so teenage girls still love it. What's weird is my assistant, Megan, who also produces the script on show, like... She, they were a big band when she was a teenager. They've been around forever. They've been around for like for like nine years, which is sort of forever. Yeah. And so, uh, but it was it was honestly yeah, great. Yeah, I think that maybe they started out as a kind of a screamo band. Yeah. In the, in the start of screamo. That's yeah. right. But then, as most of those bands kind of did, was they kind of evolved into more of a of an electronic dance thing. They with... evolved into a money-o band. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so, so you know, even though the, maybe the screamo kids graduated from them, the kids who, you yeah. know, now listen to more dance and pop music could get into it. But it also has those kind of, you know, heart-on-your-sleeve... I've avoided this whole thing happily because my daughter, she she loves uh, the whole Harry Styles, Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift, the One Direction. So Melissa takes her to that because she just knows that I I won't. Mm -hmm. 
Just Let me, flat so, out won't do something it. Something I'm... Oh, sorry. But I want to ask everyone's like, first concert, because it took me back to my first time mm. seeing a real concert. And so that was mm. Cyndi Lauper, and the Bangles were opening for Cyndi Lauper. Mm. And, that's uh, kind of a... That's, yeah, that that's kind of kind a dope. Great, great, great show. show. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty great. And then in this Panic the Disco mm-hmm. show, he played Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And so it was, like, it was a very yeah. sort of like, you know, whole experience like circling back on itself, which was really nice. But... Jordan, what was your wait, first? Wait, oh, was, Sorry. was this your daughter's first concert? First concert. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. First, did, first was show. it magical for her? It was her? magical. It was, it was what she wanted it to be. It was as exciting as she hoped it was going to be. And um, so like, there were two opening acts. One of them was a band called Arizona, which I don't think will become the next Bangles. <laughs> sure. Um, Haley Kyoko, Haley something. I was out in the lobby like trying to buy two extra small T-shirts. And so I, I just missed out that whole thing. Sure. Uh, to knit together into one medium T-shirt? Yeah. Uh, girls are small. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them. Um, foo boy. Mike, uh, my, my first concert will be comically on the nose right. to four people who listen to this podcast. Um, the Eagles? The Eagles, yes. <laughs> You're right. I am 50. <laughs> it was Chubby Checker. It was, yeah. it was Chubby Checker opening for the Eagles. And he did the California twist, the Hotel California twist. Amazing. Oh, it's such a good such a good. One classic. of my favorite twists. Yeah, it's about the mashups. Come on. Yeah, yeah. love those. Uh, my first concert, uh, let's see, can I get the year on this? 1995? Mm. Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, oh, does everyone want to guess? No, not Smashing Pumpkins. I don't know if anyone wants to guess. You too. I just did. Not you too. Jesse, I bet you I bet you probably can. If you Green Day? No. Uh-uh. Um Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Uh, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Opening for them, uh the original lineup of Dropkick Murphys. Oh. Uh so they can I sing no idea Tessie there was a second line over and over and over and over. What do they sing other than Tessie? Who? The Dropkick Murphys. Murphys. Oh, what do they sing other than Tessie? Oh. Tessie, no, Sammy Green. And oh, right, right, right. They're Boston Red Sox songs. They have other songs? Yeah, so they, they're, the original Dropkick Murphys was uh, a little, a little more of an, a little more of an oi band, unless oh. uh, they kind of leaned less on the Irish thing. They had one song on their first album that had like a bagpipe intro. Right. Uh, and I think that's kind of what people latched onto. And then going forward, they're like, more bagpipes, more Got penny it. whistles, more mandolins. Go deeper we into need Boston something Irish. for our crypto white pride celebration. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. To be fair. It is crypto white pride. Mm-hmm. It is. To be fair, yeah. I've made this point about the Dropkick Murphys on the show before. But I think it, always, it, bears, it bears repeating because I think that the fans of the Dropkick Murphys you worry about. Mm-hmm. 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 That they might get a little drunk and a little rowdy. Maybe hit you with a brick? Uh, yeah, or maybe how they feel about, I don't know, Viking heritage. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or African Americans who live in the Boston area. For instance. Yeah. yeah. I like saw the, Ed O.G. of Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs. I saw the Dropkick Murphys in college mm-hmm. at Santa, UC Santa Cruz at the uh, Catalyst Theater. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's around anymore. Some of those types had come to the show. Oh, okay. Uh, and one of them jumped up on stage yep. and um, uh, did, 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 a, did a salute. Oh, wow. kind of salute, wow. yeah. and the band stopped playing, mm-hmm. threw down their instruments, and beat him up. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, on stage, I think that's the appropriate reaction. So the word "dropkick" is in their name. So uh, me and the Dropkick Murphys are good. Yeah, you guys, that's you're, great. You're solid they, be, they beat him up anyway. But you don't know the context. It may have been like. That's one of our best mates. We love this guy, but we told him <laughs> not when we're playing. Sure, exactly. Don't interrupt. Save this it you for know save it for the green room. That's the sixth time he's done this. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, mighty mighty boss tones. Dropkick Murphys. It was. Fun. I think it, in hindsight, I think it was some sort of Boston themed tour. It sounds it. Uh, it was at the in the like uh, basketball stadium of the of UC Irvine. Anyway. Oh. Or, or the, yeah. 
I uh, basketball court. I can't claim anything as good as cool as the Mighty Mighty Yeah, Pasta. that's right. You can't. <laughs> I uh, I think I have probably been to many concerts of the <laughs> cultural center variety, mm-hmm. uh, like going to see <sighs> African pop singer no, Angelina no, Jolie no, no, or something. No, no, but the no. first uh, the first like uh, pop music concert that I went to with a friend. Uh, my friend Gabe Zittrain in seventh grade, I think, uh, got tickets to see late period Aerosmith. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, and we went to see Aerosmith with uh, me and Gabe and Gabe's so you dad, were Richard. crazy about the show. What, yeah. what year was this? What year? Uh, this would be like 93. So this was right at the height of I their like Liv Tyler videos. Yeah. And this was pre-Armageddon soundtrack. Oh, mm. but, oh pre. sure. So this was before I miss you, but I don't want to miss a thing. This was this before. was like right around the same time that Tom Petty had a series of second uh, second wind hits. This is dude looks like a lady era. Mm, this is crazy era. Crazy era. Uh, this is crazy. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and just to just add a little context. This is a uh, uh, clueless soundtrack era. Mighty Mighty. Right. Monster. Oh, right. It's yeah, not quite. Yeah. Radio hit, but it's anyway. So Understood. I, um, I the one thing that I remember. First of all, I did not like. I went to a. I grew up in this city and went to a suburban private middle school Aww. where everyone liked rock music, and I was mostly confused by rock music. The fact I, that you refer to it as rock music yeah, in that way with, the, I liked, with a weird pause between rock and music. I remember like I liked Nirvana and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but basically all the other things that I would get CDs of for my birthday, I would just be like, I don't know what this is. I'm going to go back to listen to, to Tony, Tony, Tony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Tony, Tony, Tony. And so uh, I had no emotional connection to Aerosmith at all, but I was a good, Gabe was a good buddy. And the thing that I remember the most about it uh, besides just being kind of confused by Steven Tyler's prancing. Yes. Like, what is this? Right. Is this what a concert is? Just an old man prancing around <laughs> in Ish. 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 Like a wiry, taut man. Mm. Uh, was, I remember that we were, it was at like an outdoor amphitheater in the Bay Area, the Concord Amphitheater. And um, we were on the lawn. And there was like some middle-aged dudes sitting on the lawn in front of us. Puffin' a jag. Yeah. What? And Gabe's dad, Richard, fully yelled at them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like 100%. And Gabe's dad There are was kids like, here. He was a lawyer who uh, our big, uh, like the big, uh, our big connection to show business in my family was that Gabe's dad had been a consultant on the movie Class Action. <laughs> and he had gotten a, a line where he stood up and said, objection, your honor. Literally. Mm. Wow. And it's one of the most useful lines in screenwriting. Absolutely. Right, yeah. Normally yeah. You, don't just, it, you don't toss it out to some random attorney, by the way. Absolutely. No, it's a term of art because you have to, like, you know, you, yeah. it's a day player line, sure, but you've got to have a, somebody talented. Yeah. He had the talent to, he the had the talent most, to bring uh, it home. He was clearly. Most, <laughs> sorry, I was oh. just going to make a joke. Yeah, then go you ahead. Can continue. The second most useful line in screenwriting. So that happened. <laughs> Continue. Um, so uh, he was he, he was the kind of tall, handsome presence mm. lawyer man, yeah, uh, who could really yell at some forty-seven-year-old men who were smoking a J, watching their favorite band from high school, and they were just like, "Dude, yeah. it's an Aerosmith concert, man." <laughs> I know. Yeah, they, that's on. such a funny dynamic in that they Aerosmith went from you know heroes of. Stony baloney seventies guys to just like yeah. something that 
teenagers liked in the mid-90s. Yeah, Diane Warren. That's what happened to them. Diane Warren sort of found that, that voice and found them as like the, the, the soundtrack gods. She wrote that? Be, she wrote those songs? Don't want to miss a thing. She wrote that one. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, because they did write great, great oh, of songs course, of before. Course. I Yeah, they, they are a fascinating one. If you came across Aerosmith in the, I guess, the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. then you thought that they were a thing. And then if you go back, they're not that thing at all. Mm. Yeah, no. I guess it would be yeah. Like if teenagers now started getting into like Duran Duran, yeah. you know, I'm sure they are. That's true. They yeah. should. They should. What was your guys' first concerts? Well, he was a uh, Cindy Lauper Bengals. Oh right, yes. I okay. So I am almost 50 years old, mm-hmm. and that still won't explain this. Uh, but I, unlike you, when I was in uh, middle school and high school, I uh, started becoming fully obsessed with 60s and 70s. And so when Crosby, Stills, and Nash, mm. not young, but when CSN came to town. Mm. Wow. That was my first concert, seeing CSN. And it was, it was awesome. I bet you smelled some dubs at that. Just a touch. And that was 19, I'm going to say like 1985 or something like that. So it was more like a club drugs era. <laughs> right. not, yeah. not for this clientele. Uh, yeah. uh, the clientele for Crosby, Stills, and Nash were not into the club drugs. Uh, but they were. it's funny because I say to people like, oh, yeah, I saw Crosby, Stills, and Nash. They must have been really old. And it seemed to me that they were. But in 1985, I don't even think they were that old. <laughs> I think they were younger than I am now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, they were great. So concerts were the first time I ever smelled pot, and I I didn't know what it was. So we went to go see Pink Floyd at the big stadium tour, mm. and like a joint's being passed around. I was like, "What is that smell? Like, is there a skunk? Like, there, there." I just had no sense of what that was, right? And no sense that mm. I would be smelling it for the rest of my life. Leonard Skinner yeah. has a great song about that. Right? And you just like everyone. There's a smell. M- yeah. Move toward what the fire that? exits. I do not Let's want all to this could be a gas leak. Yes. But if you do smell something strange, follow. I was told this concert would be amphetamines only. Yeah, come on. <laughs> what was I the pills? What was Floyd, the, uh, honestly? I mean, I saw. Uh, I've seen Floyd a number. Of, Floyd. Floyd. Yeah, yeah, Shut you're, up, you're Craig. Buddy. Sure. I've Cliff Floyd, Floyd, Montreal Expos yeah. first baseman. Correct. Yeah. Uh, great pull. Thank you. I've hmm. seen uh, that band in various incarnations a number of times, and and I also saw Roger Waters solo, and. Everyone there seemed to be completely acided up. I mean, that was mm. there was no weed. It was just all acid. And I do remember one person about four rows ahead of me, maybe like halfway into the first song, just has a full-on freak out, and they just cart her away. And I just thought, and this tells you who I am, what a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> you bought a ticket and you got oh, half a boy. song. Yeah. Half a song, you fool. You drop, yeah, you drop, you drop acid, you know, I mean, you two gotta, songs into the yeah, set, yeah. so it hits you at the encore. Test your dosage before you go to the show. You don't want to blow the... Just think. Yeah. Think. Think before you take that no, acid at the show. Yeah. Know your dealer, kids. Know your <laughs> dealer. <laughs> and uh, it's not about volume. It's not quantity. It's not who can get the highest. No. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a race. It's not a race. No. Appreciate the, kids. the art. Yeah. So, it's about talking to God and he has the head of your dad's penis. <laughs> <laughs> There's no God. <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> that was just your dad's penis. I've met him. You've never <laughs> seen Jordan's dad's penis. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I have. That's true. They dated briefly. And, uh, we didn't date. The midnight. Oh, okay. But I yeah. I am an amateur urologist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking yeah. of Speaking of the Nethers, yeah, we, thank we, you, Jordan. We have a, we have. Why don't we take a break? We have a, we have a special uh, seasonal segment coming up, right, oh. Brian? Do we have, do no. we have every? It's so, a, spe- it's a very special time of year. 
and we're very proud to include the two of you. Yeah. Men whose uh, professional careers we admire <laughs> in, in this time of year. Yes. Well, maybe we'll have a little break and then we'll uh, we'll come back for some seasonal fun. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, every week, Jordan Jesse Go is supported by the thousands upon thousands of Max Fund members who go to maximumfund.org/slash/donate. We also have a few businesses. Lending a hand with Jordan Jesse Go this week. Businesses? Yes. Why, those have never been hotter. I know. These are big. These Everybody's are... talking about businesses. Small business, big business, medium business. Oh, medium. Yes. Oof. It's medium business. That's in between small and medium. Oh, cool. Yeah. And? Extra medium. That's yeah. like a tight t-shirt business. <laughs> and medium between <laughs> yeah. big and medium. And also BDSM businesses. <laughs> uh, we are supported this week by the folks at Green Chef, a USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. Yes. Uh, meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore. No keto meal plans. No, only keto. Whether it's uh, Kalen or Institute, will <laughs> we're not sorry. Provide you. They have they have a lot of great options. Each ingredient thoughtfully sourced, and its journey is tracked from planting to plating. Let Green Chef do the meal planning, the grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. Hey Jesse, yeah. Do you like deals? I mean, we we talk, we both love businesses. Yeah, sure. I mean, we know that. That's something we share. Yeah, well, I've but got... Do you love deals? I've got money, mm-hmm. and I love to give it to businesses, but I want to keep as much of it as possible for myself. Well, good news. Yeah? If you go to greenchef.us slash jjgo, you're going to get 50 bucks off your first box of Green Chef. Holy cow, $50? Off Green Chef. If you go to greenchef.us slash jjgo. More like wholesome cow, am I right? <laughs> Instead of holy cow? Oh, yeah, that I works. Is there wholesome recipes? Did I say holy cow? No, I said holy cow. In your head. But then, and then no, said I said it cow. out loud, oh, but then okay. I corrected myself afterwards. Okay. To to be more in in keeping with, with the to- with what with the realness that Green Chef is serving. Gotcha. And by realness, I mean probably like a grass-fed beef burger or something like that. Sounds really good. Something that along those lines. Really good. We're also supported this week by RX Bar, a whole food protein bar made with 100% whole ingredients. RX Bar's core ingredients do all the talking. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds. Yeah, this is like, a you know how President Obama could only eat eight almonds at the end of the day? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. This is like that, but in a bar form. <laughs> oh, boy. This is President Obama's choice. <laughs> this has not been evaluated this by President Obama. This has not been evaluated. Obama. I don't know if he likes them. He, I think if he, try, if he does not already like RX Bars, if yep. he tried them, He'd probably say, yum, yum. These are better than those cigarettes I love so much. <laughs> Not to mention my dad jeans. That's true. Don't get me started on that tan suit. <laughs> uh, you know what? These are great jokes from three years ago. Jordan, can I can I make a recommendation? Yes. Um, I think President Obama mm-hmm. should come to my cabin in yep. Sequoia National Monument uh-huh. right here in California. He loves national monuments. He used to be the president of the nation. Mm-hmm. 
And I got a few of these bars in my cabinet. I like to use them when I'm on the go or when I go for a hike. Jesse, I couldn't agree more. I also love to use RX bars when I'm on the go. 14 flavors, Jordan. Yeah, and they're all really tasty. Gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, no added sugar or artificial flavors, preservative or fillers. That's why they're Michelle Obama's choice. <laughs> That's right. Has not been evaluated not, by Michelle Obama. We don't know. We don't we know. Don't know. Maybe, they, maybe she likes them, but we think yeah. that if she doesn't already like them, if she tried them, let's say Michelle Obama yeah. went to rxbar.com slash jjgo. Right. And she entered promo code jjgo at checkout. Yeah. She'd get 25% off her first order. Wow. And that that's just that's not just former first ladies. Yeah. That's, Everyone that's could for... take advantage of this great deal. Regular Janes and Joes across this nation? Absolutely. You don't have to have lived at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue to go to rxbar.com slash jjgo and enter promo code jjgo at checkout. Everyone can do that, and everyone can get 25% off their first order of Rx Bar. You don't have to have lived at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. 1602 Pennsylvania Avenue? Sure. Okay, so that's that is allowed. What about 1060 West Addison Street in Chicago? That's absolutely. You get rxbar.com slash jjgo and enter promo code jjgo at checkout. Okay, that sounds great to me. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I am Craig Mazin, John August's friend, Craig Mazin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am John August. I am the person who keeps Craig in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. They're, they're okay nicknames. Uh, they're, not, like, they're not that great. I, I like I like Craig's better than John's, yeah, honestly, because he is brought more conviction to it. Is no, that I like what this it, whole it's, show it's, is about. It's competition. It is. But yeah. I, you know what? You guys ca- are mean. <laughs> I kind Fair. of like, I think that there's a rawness to this episode, there's an honesty. Yeah. Nobody's given anybody a bill of goods mm-hmm. no one's sen- serving anyone a cor- coliander full of shit it's no. still not a word Craig, I, john are we good <laughs> guys are we good, are we good? I, uh, but who are your guys you're as good with me as anyone thanks. is thanks right. everybody uh gentlemen the month on the calendar right now is august mm. so it's my month mm-hmm. and every august i'm happy to hear that mm-hmm. John, because every August we celebrate a very special time of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to sound gross, yeah, but it's actually inspirational. So yeah. just just keep like that in mind. A lot of things that happen on this program. It's uh, actually inspirational, and no. it's actually we'll be the judge uh, of that. But go the, ahead for the public good. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 anal August here on oh, Jesse Go, and great. this is but only here. Uh, well, I mean, we... It's, it's not like United Nations anal August. No, the United Nations has not acknowledged it yet, but uh, we're uh, working to that. Typical we're working UN. toward that. Typical yeah. UN. I know. Just... Unfortunately, we lost Kofi Annan before he could. <laughs> I know. I yeah. mean, who's blocking? Is it Belarus? <laughs> <laughs> it's always Belarus. <laughs> right. Sure. Who let them in the Security Council? Okay. The anal Security Council. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anal August. Um, I'm down. So, sure. yep. we... There's a, there's a popular sign. Mm-hmm. On Santa Monica Boulevard. And by uh, popular, we mean that Jordan jo- used I to enjoy walk it. past it. Sometimes. I used to walk past it on the way to work sometimes. It's popular it, with the you alone it, crowd. It captured my imagination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
there's a there's a kind of a kind of a a, a sex positive mm-hmm. sex toys shop called the Pleasure Chest. Oh, of course, yeah. oh yeah, we it's know a classic. The Pleasure Chest. It's been around for uh, yes, uh, a local favorite, yep. the Pleasure Chest. Yep. Uh, Still in a, business. It might be a chain. I don't know if there's other uh, Pleasure Chests around. Anyway, they probably you know sell the chains. Fact that they, sure, yes. yeah, there you go. They, they've held on in the internet age. Speaks to a loyal uh, customer yes. base that appreciates absolutely. mom and pop. Yeah, pop absolutely. And yeah. and yeah, I mean, and you know, great customer service. I mean, kind of like the classic, you know, video stores that we all miss. You right. go in, you know. Partially for the selection, but also for the recommendations. And they know your name. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. That part's weird. How's your mom, they say. (laughs) Is Gail enjoying... Is Gail... Did Gail get the card? I'm so sorry to hear she's been under the weather. (laughs) Did Gail get the card? (laughs) Yes, Gail loved it. How's your father's penis? How's your father... It's good, Baron Nightshade. (laughs) Still glowing. (laughs) (laughs) The friendly owner of the pleasure chest. I don't know. Um, So, they... Every August, they celebrate... Anal August, mm-hmm. okay. and uh, you know, with the with the with classes and sales, you know, kind of around, you know, uh, around the anus, but also, I mean, I think we, you know, what we can extrapolate from that, um, metaphor wise, it's mm-hmm. kind of about broadening your horizons, exploration, um, getting out of your rut, trying something new, asking yourself what. What what in this life have I not experienced? Sure. And also, secondarily, I think mm-hmm. something that's important not to forget is doing so safely. Safely, oh, yes. because uh, the watchwords of anal August are, of course, without a base, without a trace. So, um, wow. I don't. Okay. Uh, so you okay, don't yeah. lose your item. Oh yes, of course. Oh, is that what that means? Flared base. Oh, oh yeah, flared without base. a yeah, base, without absolutely. a trace. Uh, so, oh, yeah. so if you don't have a base, it disappears without a trace. Without a trace, yes. yes. And then you become one of those stories in the right. ER threads about like, things that showed up on people's bodies. Yes, yes. So because yeah. it does have a trace, it's just that it's only revealable by X-ray. That's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah wonderful, right. wonderful X-ray. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Technically, I think you're correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the the spirit we like to bring to August mm-hmm. is you. You know, try something new. Do it safe, right. but you know, ask yourself what's out there. And I think we have some calls uh, from listeners who are celebrating anal, anal, August. anal. Yeah, we've had a lot of way. great. We've had a lot of great posts on the Reddit mm-hmm. celebrating anal August. Um, mostly things that look like they go in a butt that don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we've had some listeners. We didn't even like. It's not like we went out there and said, listeners. Here's a call to action. Call us at this number. Mm-hmm. People just know that, like, if they're feeling it in their heart and it's the right time of year, they need to share it with the world. Of and course. If there's one podcast the world listens to, mm-hmm. it's uh, probably Serial. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But that doesn't have a telephone number. Mm. So they, right. they just settle on us. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and uh... – Let's say Chris Fairbanks or Steve Agee. Wrong, wrong, and wrong. No, no, August, no. This weekend I had my girlfriend peg me for the first time, <laughs> and it was uh, amazing. Um, her wrist is flared, so we started with a hand, and that worked. And then we moved on to other things. Uh, it's momentous because it's August, and also because we live in an apartment that the neighbors can hear just about everything that happens. So I'm very certain that they heard all the uh, precluding uh, conversations we had and everything after it for the next hour as we uh, talked about how we felt about it. <laughs> <laughs> Stay wet, get hard, and only guy can judge me. Love the show. 
Did he say wow. only, only guy can judge him? I think so. Yeah. I, I sometimes feel that way. Guy, Our friend Guy, guy Branham. Branham, yes. Yeah. Regular <laughs> recurring guest Guy Branham. Only yeah. guy can judge him, I think. is All right. Oh, you know what? He's. I think he's referencing our... Uh, our Guy Fieri t-shirt slogan that actually turned out to be a t-shirt slogan. Oh, yeah. We yeah. thought we were about to get rich because we thought of the stupid t-shirt slogan, only Guy can judge me with a picture of Guy mm-hmm. Fieri, but yeah. it turned out. The internet's that's fucking so been on top of that for years. For years. Damn. For years. Damn. Okay, oh, so I gotta, got to make congrats. Congrats. We have to say congratulations to your listener. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's happy. Yes. And, and, I, and I mean, I think I was presenting analogous as kind of a metaphor. This was very literal. Yes. So, uh, but, you know, we, but it but, is absolutely in the spirit. <laughs> yes. But uh, Dan Savage was a guest on our show. Yes. Once, yes. And Dan Savage would be applauding this, 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 this yeah. listener for you know, trying something he wanted to try and, yeah. having, and talking about it. Yeah. You know what? The only thing is, I just, uh, I always identify with the people living next door to somebody. Sure. I don't necessarily. I mean, you don't need to speak that loudly about being pegged, mm-hmm. right? I mean, why? It felt a little showy to me. Would you mm-hmm. care? Like, if you're... I'm so proud that I'm about to get pegged. Right. That's how amazing I am. Sure. Let me yell about it now, right. yeah. so that John and Brenda can hear it <laughs> next door and feel bad about themselves or something. Mm, sure, that maybe. I mean, I think your, cab- your cabin would be the ideal place. Yeah. to try pegging for the first time. He because, knows. Yeah. He knows. I mean, Jesse, I, I, I know. The, I see the nod. I know you. I know you call it the stabbing cabin, right. but I mean, maybe it could be the pegging cabin. <laughs> That's yeah. a fair point. Pegan yeah. Place. The Pegan Place. <laughs> I'm interested to hear that Craig Gee, always we, identifies we should... as a neighbor. Always. Mm. Always. Listen, the neighbor is the person that is subjected What's to- What's going on in there? I, just, I am. I, when I when I was a kid, we uh, my sister and I would watch uh, I Love Lucy reruns and- you know, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> you know, felt like, You're the Fred. Fred, like... You're a Fred type. I'm a Fred. You know, I, Ethel was cool. I'm Fred. What is this madness that's going on next door? You know, there's a decorum that has to occur in a in a shared living space. Sure. You know, so, yes, peg. Peg all you want. Peg constantly. But, you know, peg respectfully. Mm-hmm. No, I understand that's that. Really and, point. you know, I mean, obvi- and, you know, obviously, I mean, based on the intimacy uh, yeah. uh, with, with, with which... One would have to have before this. I mean, you know, you could why, why not hold your partner and whisper about the pegging? I just feel it sounds like, like they spent an hour doing that. They did. Oh, Except they yeah. weren't whispering. They were because he just seems a little peacocky to me. Like, sure, I don't. We don't know what How this proud I am. Do you think the they like is. had like maybe a couple of podiums in there with those little <laughs> like, yeah. skinny microphone? Yes. Tap the mic. Okay, let's break this down. Da, yes. da, 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 da. <laughs> I would say like we don't know what the building situation they're in. So That's if they're true. In, a, in a building that has like you know, a lot of young families and stuff, but they may be in sort of a, a cool swingers building it doesn't then, matter then I guess matter. I guess I was imagining a community center oh, <laughs> oh, yes. oh. So there's a kid's story time going oh, on next door that's and just, uh, that's bizarre maybe man. a small swimming pool yeah sure we were you know for uh, for seniors uh, seniors aqua aerobics yeah exactly anyway it's cool that he likes it that's good yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Way, way to go and uh, yeah I mean it definitely sounds like they were they were exercising uh, responsible Anal August, uh, anal August tendencies. So I appreciate that. You know what I find myself thinking about as the father of three, and mm. I mean, I guess this is how I think about everything now to some mm. extent is through the lens of having three children. But the main thing that I was jealous of was not the actual physical act, mm-hmm. although it sounded great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more just having a lifestyle where I could. Dedicate an Do, evening yeah, to a like, new sex thing. Yeah, just sure. like anything where, like, I'm like, I, when he said he's, they spent an hour talking about it afterwards. 
I'm like, I don't, I can't even watch an hour-long television show, and that's only 45 minutes. How mm. young is your youngest? My youngest is 18 months. Yeah, so yeah. you have about 18 more years. Yeah. 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 But then you guys can really get down to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. The, the, that is the great irony, is that when you do get all this time back for sex with your partner, you're both quite a bit more wrinkly. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? You kind of don't care. Yeah. Because yeah. you get the time back, and then you appreciate it. But and, just, you know, start acquiring the gear now. Yeah. You know, it's not clear the, a space in the garage for the St. Andrews Cross wait, and the spreader the, uh, bar. And... Wait for the late models. Yeah, oh, I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's Innovations. Not, it's like computers. It becomes obsolete as soon exactly. as you take it out of the Second box. Second you drive Am it off I the right? lot. Yeah. <laughs> it loses its value. Yeah. 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 Walk out the this door dildo. Sure, I bought yeah. this dildo for $50. Walked out of the store. Can't sell for 10 yeah. yeah. That's why you get a nice pre-owned one from your Lexus dealership. Certified pre-owned. Dildos. Yes. I think it's not the time involved in the act. Mm-hmm. It's the attendant responsibilities of negotiation, discussion, equipment acquisition. Shopping, yeah, sure. Set up. Specifically regarding pegging. Or just any, any uh, notable sexual act. Anything that involves anything like more complicated than like a vibrator or mm-hmm. something. Uh, well, I'm out. It's like a whole <laughs> set of stuff that you have to go over. Sure. And it's like, I can't even get, I can, like, I, but we, Jesse, you're a, you're a collector. You're a stuff guy. You go to garage sales and estate sales. That's true. You, you do would not think? get sex, sex toys, toys at garage sales. That's true. Don't do it. I think my wife and I have had a really hard time trying to sit down to figure out whether we need to get earthquake insurance. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The answer, so, by the way, is no. Okay. So, I will say, like, in terms of sex toys and sets of things, you could, like, Spend like five hundred thousand dollars on a sling or something. And decide like you don't like that, and that's not a good thing at all. Too. That's maybe. I feel like you need some sort of rental situation, or like feel, you get to go someplace. And I use feel it. like even if I didn't like the thing that I bought for five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, it would be like a spa day. Like it's self care to be yeah. like I'm going to spend a stupid amount of money on mm-hmm. my own sexual enjoyment, mm-hmm. even if I don't enjoy it. Yeah, I think but, just having. Taken care of myself and my partner in that way would that, feel that like unsatisfying, a to me. but would you feel pressure to, to keep using it even though you didn't like it the first time because we spent all this money on it? Like that's the, mm. the you know, like. Look, we have the sling. Get in the sling. I know you don't like the sling, but sure, look at the money yeah. we spent on the you sling. What, what are we supposed to do with it? Are you saying that I shouldn't have bought the sling? I'm not really yeah. enjoying the Handmaid's Tale. Well, we paid for the Hulu. <laughs> <Indeed. laughs> we paid for Hulu. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's well made. In. It's just a little bit hard to watch. I mean, yeah, it's like paper. walking out of a movie. It's, right. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, well, I know it's, it's got you, – you didn't necessarily order that. You ordered this. They brought – what you – just eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that's how – why I haven't bought an enormous trampoline for my backyard. Right. Oh, sure. Trampolines are good. Like, Plus get the out liability on that one. Hold on. Let me put my kippah on for a second. Yeah. Oi, the liability on those. <laughs> yeah, the liability. Uh, we have another call, right? Yeah, let's yeah. hear it. I also got pegged by... Hey, Jordan, just to go, I have a, uh, a momentous occasion for you on celebration of anal August. Um, so I just spent the last couple of hours fishing a vibrator out of my wife's vagina. <laughs> there were tongs and spoons and other implements involved, and finally with some, with some latex gloves we made it happen. But uh, you know, even though it didn't involve the anus, I have a newfound appreciation for analogous and the uh, the without a base, without a trace mantra. So uh, yeah, be careful out there, everybody, and uh, happy analogous. 
Thanks. You never yeah. want to use the phrase fishing. Yeah. yeah. When you're talking about your I wife's noticed vagina. that as well. Yeah. That worth an interesting sus. word choice. Yeah. Not fishing so much. Rummaging, I would use. <laughs> Rummaging. So, <laughs> <laughs> the latex gloves to provide extra sort of traction. I was wondering why the latex gloves. Yeah. Why well, yeah, the cleanliness is probably an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. You want to um, wash your hands, but then I think once you start doing a proper gynecological procedure, Zan, then you, you do want, want, yeah. you right. want Speaking as an amateur urologist. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also a gynecologist. Yeah. 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 Uh, Very accomplished. Very accomplished. But, I mean, again, you know, but again, I just want to reiterate that usually we used analogus as a metaphor. And I think yeah. even though in yeah. this case it did not involve yeah. the anus, it was It must have been a adjacent. very small vibrator. It must have been one of those real tiny ones. You well, know, to get completely lost. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and again... Um, I don't know if, you know, we, I guess we decided we don't need earthquake insurance. What about vibrator insurance? Those yeah. things can get pricey, so. Yeah, yeah. vibrator you know. insurance isn't a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so are you insuring the vibrator? Are you insuring the, your, you know, sexual partner? Sure, are well, I mean, that's for the folks at AAA to possible decide. damage from the vibration. That's right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, that's earthquake insurance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, yeah. I mean, it could go flying. Absolutely. Okay. You know. I mean, what if, like, what if, because of the earthquake, that's why you lost your grip on the vibrator and therefore that. Oh, oh. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I think we should try and think about investing in sexual ceiling fan insurance. Because when you're mm-hmm. throwing the clothes up into the air, they're hitting the ceiling fan, they're shooting off all over everywhere. Right. Who knows what might happen? Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, we should call up uh, Aetna. Geico Aflac. 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 Aflac will handle that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and thank you for name dropping your guys as a sponsor. I know no problem. They've been really good. We to don't your... have sponsors. No. We're pure. <laughs> oh, you do it for the love. That's for the why love of we the literally game. get to say anything. Anything we want about any company, we can accuse Geico of selling vibrator insurance. It doesn't matter. Oh, no, that's actually definitely That's not an accusation. That that's kind of a, that's a compliment. To yeah. you. Yeah. But um, maybe not to them. You don't think that duck would see it that way. That's, that's <laughs> Aflac, sir. Okay. How dare you? <laughs> Geico is that gecko. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, it's you're... in the name. Yeah. Which Who's... one is the guy from Law & Order? <laughs> That's the general. Okay. <laughs> That's the general. That's pretty great. Um, so I have a non-sexual but uh, sort of a related no. sort of August uh, yeah. topic here in terms of, like stepping outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. So for the last 15 years, uh, I've been – Tremendously allergic to raspberries to the uh-huh. point where, like, if, if there's a raspberry like in a salad or something, like, but it's a it's a recent you weren't allergic. As no, a child. As, a, as a child, I was not. And okay. so, are you allergic to Bronx Cheers? Uh, no, I mean, I actually. Sort oh of, my god! I, sort of, I celebrate. <laughs> yearn for the days of the coriander. <laughs> uh, and so, like, I've, I've known that I've had to like really watch out for raspberries. And so, I'm that person at a restaurant. Like, are there any food allergies? And like, I have to sometimes say raspberries because it could be in like dressing. It could be, mm. could, could be someplace. Sure. So I went to the allergist, and they actually did the skin test for everything else. And they said, like, I said raspberries, and like, they they scratch with it. It's like, no, you're not actually allergic to raspberries. I knew it. And so, but it turns out there's two kinds of things. There's the histamine response, which is like peanuts to kill sure. people. But there's also food sensitivities, and they can kind of come and go. And so they said, like. Maybe you just try it again. Yeah. So I tried it, and as I tried like a tiny bit of raspberry jam, and it didn't kill me. But I should say that when I would have an allergic reaction to it, I would be like in the fetal position for hours, um, just like with back in the day. The raspberry shakes. The raspberry shakes. I'd yeah. have the raspberry shakes. One of the great medieval diseases, right there with Saint Vitus's dance. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. I was going to say towns. also a great Chubby Checker song. <laughs> also, as many things, Chubby Checker's yeah. most of his songs are titled after famous medieval <laughs> ailments. <laughs> right. The dropsy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, but to bring this back to pancakes, because I, yes. I want to make sure that Jordan Ooh, is full circle. Here so, we go. Uh, yeah. A husband Mike went to the Griddle on Sunset, which is the, the famous place that yeah. has giant, giant pancakes. Sure. Um, he went without me and got raspberry pancakes, and there's so many that he brought back raspberry pancakes. 
And so he's like, trying to kill you. He's trying to kill me. But I also said, like, you know what? Maybe this is a sign. So yesterday, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have half a raspberry pancake and see if it kills me. And it, it didn't kill you? me. Oh, it didn't kill you. It wow. didn't kill me. Okay. Happy anal August. Yeah, yeah August. Really. So I, I That's was, great. Yeah, so I, 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 was, I, I was safe about it, but I, I made it You should it have never told me the story because anytime someone says to me, oh, yeah, I have an, aller- uh, an allergy to blank, I, I sometimes say, but always think, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm that guy. Oh, yeah. you're, an allergy, you're an allergy skeptic. I'm an allergy sneerer. Mm, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Do you, do you think you do? No, it's a truly horrible way to live in the world. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. You eliminate so much bric-a-brac from your life, like people. <laughs> sure, Friendships. Relationships. Yeah. Good feelings. Yeah, then you can uh, safely eat all your meals oh, alone. Uh, alone. Yeah. With, but I still put one arm around the food. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. To protect it. Yeah, you never know. You never know who's I out there have to try a, and snatch I have a cakes. good buddy and a former colleague here mm-hmm. at Maximum Fun named Marielle, and she is like, she's one of these people who's deadly allergic to shellfish. No, oh, yeah, yeah. And no. um, her father is also deadly allergic to shellfish, mm-hmm. but he really, really loves <laughs> See, shrimp. That's my guy. Mm. Like, that's like his favorite food. Let's take this to the brink of death. And so what he will do is once a year, he will just take a shit ton of Benadryl and like go get ceviche. Wow. He'll just shrimp up. Shrimp it up. Shrimp it up and then just white knuckle it through the next 18 hours. He's just got EpiPens poised (laughs) everywhere. I love that guy. Yeah, that that is very gutsy. That's great to like to literally – Risk mm-hmm. death for your favorite food. For what you love, yeah. It's ceviche. It's really good. That, now I feel like to really appreciate my favorite foods, I should develop that deadly allergy and then live that. I want to know where he got the ceviche trench run lifestyle. Because if you're going to die on ceviche night, you know you're getting the best ceviche you can. Yeah, he's pretty That's serious. We, is about he? Uh, it. Is he a local guy? Is he Los Angeles? No, he lives um, in. He lives in New York City. I will go to New York to have the ceviche. Yeah, well, I'll I'll, I'll, fi- I'll find out. Legendary death ceviche. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, like myself, I'm I don't have any uh, super bad allergies or food sensitivities in the traditional sense. But there are these foods that are migraine triggers for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of them is chocolate, which is the best food. Yeah, classic migraine trigger. So I haven't had a chocolate bar in forever. Uh, but I, I like four or five years ago, I went through this kind of emotional awakening mm. where I was like, you know what? I get a lot of migraines. All the time. I have not eaten chocolate at there all. There you go, big guy. Uh, I was like, chocolate chip cookies don't have that much chocolate. They do. I'll eat those sometimes. Do you? And do you, uh, when you get migraines, because I used to be a, a big sufferer, mm-hmm. no longer, what do you do? What's your, uh, what's your go-to? Uh... Oh, that, what don't I do, baby? All right, let's start with that. Soup what to do nuts. You know? I got I got a self-injection. Right. I got sublingual dissolving yeah, pills. Yeah. I got Excedrin How that often? I take during the day that doesn't work that good. Praying yeah. to God. How, <laughs> praying to God definitely doesn't work. I am <laughs> contemplating suicide. Cursing yeah. God also doesn't. Do uh, how often do you take those rescue meds? All I'm the also, time. I'm also a neurologist. Oh, yeah, so All the time. That's, that's a problem. problem. That's so a huge I'm problem. A, I'm, aware of, I'm aware of rebound issues. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm sort of on the edge uh, of rebound or not rebound on the rebound side. So like when you take migraine medications for your benefit, Jordan, or for yours, mm. John, uh, if you take them too frequently, they can actually – their absence can be a yeah. migraine trigger. Correct. Um, and like my neurologist once in a while will be – she'll be like – she'll like look at the chart that I've given her of like when I've – and she'll be like, 
you know, this could really co- this could cause rebound headaches, yeah. Jesse. Yeah. And I'm always like, well, yeah, but what the fuck do you want me to do? Not take it? That was a bad. Like, I did what that. Is, mm-hmm. I've tried I, to I do. Went, I went cold turkey on the Imitrex. And it was, which was, I guess, whatever they're using. Then I'm sure it's like considered too old to even give right. anyone anymore. Uh, and that was a horrendous week, horrendous. But um, then, kind of coming after that, I went to go see. You know who was my uh, headache doctor? Doctor Vinny Bumbats. Doctor Feelgood. <laughs> Both of them in practice together. Uh-huh. Doctor Kudrow, brother of Lisa Kudrow. Oh. Friends. Back around to friends. friends. Yeah, Lisa Kudrow's brother <laughs> My, is a you know, headache doctor. He was great. She was a neuroscientist herself, if I remember correctly, Makes before sense. she was an actress. You know who my dad was a uh, or is a neurologist. You know who my ear, nose, and throat guy is? Is uh, Crystal the monkey. Oh, <laughs> put a little yeah. yogurt. We'll be, we'll be <laughs> back. Yeah, pay her with yogurt. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Ooh, girl, I'm lost. It's a scary time out here for intersexual minorities. Don't worry, I know a place where we can learn, laugh, and play. Where? Minority Corner with the Wonder Twins of Podcasting, Aneke and James. Wow, they sound fabulous, smart, and incredibly attractive. At Minority Corner, you'll get everything from the history you were never taught. Like the history of Chinese immigration, or who was James Baldwin, or African queens of old, like Queen Candace. Plus, awesome book recommendations outside of the usual white male cisgender canon. Interviews from comedians, artists, writers, and activists. Well, that sounds like a party. But hold up. What about movie and TV reviews starring folks whose melanin is popping? Well, you know Minority Corner loves their deep dive into pop culture, all from a perspective that's black, queer, and ladylike. Oh, yes. And with the election just around the corner, sounds like Aneka and James are going to get us information. Not to mention self-care, tips, how to be an ally, and how you can get involved in your community so you can help fix this mess. You know what? James and Aneka kind of sound like us. That's because... Hey there, folks. I'm writer and performer Dave Holmes, and I host International Waters, where we pair a team of comedians in L.A. against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture trivia battle royale. Comedians like Josie Long. I worry that it makes me seem like I'm 80 years old. But I hurt my knee, and it is just on the mend. And I can't tell you how delightful that feels. If I want to walk down some stairs, I just go for it now. (laughs) Michaela Watkins. We have a country where, like, our leaders actually deny global warming. (laughs) So we are going to have more beachfront property than any (laughs) other nation. I mean, it's going to shrink our country in half, but Mm -hmm. it's okay. But that's just more beach. And many more. Join us every other week on International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Craig Mazin, born in August. I'm the ghost of John August. Hey, finishing strong. I wasn't criticizing them. I was challenging them. You know, yeah. Sometimes it makes uh, people people step up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm a great 
leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. A lot of people don't know that. Seems sure. a little strong for what you've done here. <laughs> no, strong. I'm a leader of men. I'm like the Churchill of my generation. You're the Churchill of this small room that we're in. Right. Even that seems... I uh, know. Yeah. I'm actually giving you way too much credit. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, John was nice enough to have coffee with Jordan after he talked about his podcast <laughs> on his really podcast. Nice. We had a nice time. We yeah. shared a cookie. We shared a cookie. Well, I'm we a notorious a bastard. <laughs> You're the makes. Chamberlain of this chamber. And you've the... met that famous monkey, yeah, so right. who am I now? I'm basically chopped liver in this situation. I've yeah. worked with her. Uh, I one more before we wrap up. All I right. did have one more question about the trip to sure. Panic at the Disco. When one is the dad, yes, at the at the at the con- at the teen concert, mm-hmm. did you think a lot about or put a lot of time into what what you would wear? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I ended up wearing basically what I'm wearing right now, which is jeans and, and you know. Sure. And pants. You and leaned it. into dad. I leaned into dad. I uh-huh. didn't I didn't go big. I didn't go I didn't wear like, you know, a Rolling Stones t shirt or something like that. I didn't I didn't want to sort of I, I I went as the dad taking the daughters to the show. But w- there was a long conversation about like what my daughter would wear to it because uh she's thirteen, she's you know, tall and thin and started to wear like short shorts and stuff like that. So it was a complicated conversation about sort of what was gonna be appropriate to wear to this. Um, I freaked out more than I should have freaked out about it and mm. sort of like made it a bigger deal than I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was... Did you apologize? I did apologize. Well, that's good. Yeah. Open lines of communication. Very crucial. No matter whether it's, uh, you know, taking your daughter to a rock show or discussing pegging, you, you need to figure out sort of sure. open lines of communication. It's You're all about explaining open communication it to... and aftercare, of course. Yes, aftercare. You're yeah. explaining it to us like I'm not the Churchill of my generation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I know uh, a little something about l- the leading of men. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, whether it's going into battle or sort of, you know, or whether on the they're thirteen-year-old girls, it mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. matter. No. No. no, sure, nice. You're, you're welcome, our, you, everyone. You're our lucky Jack, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Did you have to drop them off like a block away? No, no. I mean, I went in with them. So, okay, gotcha. So I was there with them the whole time. So I was, you know, I was there beside them, enjoying the show, sure. but also. Did sure. you get any snacks? I did. We got some some chips. Got some nachos. I feel like I would get nachos. Yeah. I would totally I got, get a rock I, I, I got myself got myself a beer. I got them a giant diet coke to share. It was nice. happy. You it know what? Nice. You're kind of a. That's a sign that that your daughter loves you. Mm-hmm. That she's comfortable with you being there and eating nachos and drinking your. And she, you're not embarrassing her. Yeah. You know? I, I wasn't trying to be a peer. I wasn't like you right. know. In I mean, you were a total it. freak about what she was going to wear. Oh my god! <laughs> if you yeah. heard what he was saying, it was like so. You're such a communist. So my concern wasn't what she was wearing like at the show, but knowing that we were going to take the subway back, and yeah. so therefore we were going to be walking through downtown Los Angeles at you know eleven thirty at night, yeah. and just that you know I didn't want randos to like shout weird things at them, sort of not understanding she was a thirteen year old girl. There was all that kind of stuff. It's I didn't want that to happen yet. You know, my I think I would have been embarrassed at the time, but um, you know, after hearing this conversation, I yeah. kind of wish my dad had taken me to see oh. the mighty mighty bostones oh. Um, oh god didn't want to oh um, god and i'm kind of wishing i had worn short shorts to aerosmith yeah <laughs> i know that would be nice wow. hey and i wish i had nachos right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too it's getting to be about lunchtime jeez that's god we're all so sad now for different yeah. reasons mind the best of all but still <laughs> Uh, My dad just thought they sold out when they were in Clueless, you know? Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Your dad was so hipstered out. He was like, Sorry. it's just not hip enough for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to see Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? Of course you do. Yeah, well, maybe I would have gone three years ago yeah, before they back were when, Clueless. Yeah, back when, before everybody knew who they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
many ways. Cool. I don't know a ton about the Mighty Mighty Bostones. Mm-hmm. I know that they had a guy whose job who was like the hype man of the oh, band, yeah. just to dance. God, yeah, those guys. There's a there's a whole show to be made about all those guys sharing an abandoned mansion together. <laughs> Mighty like, Mighty Bostones guy Jerome the one, from the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What was the band that did uh, Tennessee? That song Tennessee. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah. Talking about Baba OJ. Thank mm-hmm. you. The who's like the overlord of that whole class of. Why are you here? What yeah. do you do? That guy Scoob. barely even did anything. I bet Scoob, Scoob. the dancer from uh, Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. I bet at the like height of these bands, right. it made total sense to pay these people to go <laughs> yeah, on the road. Totally. But like now when these bands are doing county fairs, I bet they wish they did not have the superfluous the ornamental there, person. Yeah. I mean, the overhead. I yeah. mean, is, is there like an Uber where you can hire like a local person just to be the hype man just for that one show? Oh, kind of like a gig, yeah, kind of an app based. Just on Hypester app. Craigslist, San Bernardino, there's just a listing, local Needed. county fair, Seeks mirror holder. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> for Morris Day in the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Seeks ska dancer, must own own three-piece suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. What? Uh, it's amazing that that's a job. Yeah. What a life. Those were the those were the go go nineties. Oh man, the nineties. Saint Lunatics seek mask guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I bet. I mean, I bet there's a whole you know when Guar comes to town. Oh mm-hmm. well, everybody they can uh, get away with anything. Breaks yeah. up Someone their, can wear the mask. Their yes. <laughs> foam tooth yeah. vagina costumes right. and the inside of this smells so bad. <laughs> Put it on. We're paying you. Um, Script Notes yes. is your guys' wonderful podcast. Every Tuesday? Uh, every Tuesday. Every you Tuesday. talk about the finer points of screenwriting mm-hmm. and occasionally interview Dan Savage. Yeah. John, when you, were, when you were kind enough to mention Bubble, I don't think there was anything else that generated the outpouring of excitement. Uh, like, you know, Bubble was in major national publications <laughs> and so on. I think when, like, us being it, at the Entertainment Weekly Suite at Comic-Con or whatever, nothing compared to your casual mention of enjoying the show on uh, on script notes from basically everyone we've ever known who's worked in show business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I just, I just really dug it, and I would not heard a show that was like it, and I just – it was great. That's why it was the one cool thing. And uh, well, it was great to sit down and talk to Jordan about the show. I don't listen to podcasts, so no, it's not, a, you shouldn't. not an issue for me. Yeah. Most are bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you again. Thank you. I, I couldn't thank you enough. It was uh, it was very it was a big deal for the show and a big deal for me. And I am uh, I am more famous to certain friends now. And John, you also brought uh, an advanced copy of uh, your brand new novel that's on the way. Absolutely. So uh, the Arlo Finch is my book series. The first book came out in February. The second book comes out this next February, so it's a three-book series. It's a Harry Potter age fiction, and uh, it's been great. It's been just so different to write books versus movies. There's just obviously more words, and hmm. the sense of the- <laughs> this is the kind of insight you get from the script. <laughs> more, more, more words, more words. Uh, but the thing is, like we've all written screenplays, you can sort of like plow through a screenplay in two weeks if you need to. If you can just muscle it, and there's just no way to muscle a book. It just takes so much longer. I'm to write. still trying to figure out how to muscle the screen. I- I've never written anything in two weeks. Really? You can do that? If I have to. Oh, yeah. God. Hmm. I mean, frankly, it was three weeks. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Jeez. That's, that's, that's a thing that's possible. I don't know. From just... cover to cover, how, how long does it take to write a novel? Cover to cover? Um, let's see. Four if weeks. That... <laughs> Four weeks. It takes a solid month. <laughs> yeah. So there is a solid month. There's the, the NaNoWriMo, the National Novel Writing Month, that oh, sure. idea where people write, write a whole book in the month of November. And you, can do that, you can do that if you're writing 
1,600 words a day. You know, I hate that thing. Why, tell me why you hate that thing. Because I find it disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, let's have a national surgery in, in, uh, in an hour month. <laughs> you know, people have a profession. This is a craft. It's an art. Why are you jamming it into a month? It's a novel, for God's sakes. What, how good could it possibly be if you're like, uh, it's a month. Uh, uh. And it's plus it's in November. They don't even give you the extra day. It's 30 days. Yeah, it's 30 days. I hate it. Mm. I hate it. I hate it the way I hate people who claim they have allergies. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, people really uh, suffer from this, Craig. <laughs> you know, I... I su- and, and I literally <laughs> life-threatening. I know. I and know. I suffer from boring November. Right. So you're insulting know, me as well. I know. I know I am. I know. Uh, Special EpiPen just for Craig. Yeah, it's called Clonopin. Mm-hmm. Arlo Finch, though, available at your finer booksellers. Booksellers everywhere. Yeah. What about second-tier booksellers? When's that ne- mm. next book coming out? The second book comes out in February. So the paperback of the first book comes out in January. Then the hardcover of book two ah. comes out then. But uh, in Europe, I don't know how many of you have any European listeners. One or two. One or two. Um, I don't know if we have any listeners. <laughs> uh, you run a podcasting company. If so they are, the they crucial, are in Europe. Yeah. The crucial thing about running a podcasting company is I've learned is to have no sense of listenership or analytics. That's yeah. that's, that's Central. Simple. I actually do have no sense of our listenership or analytics. So you can concentrate on the creativity. It's, really, it's not go, about man. numbers. It's, it's about the words. There it's you not go, about bruh. Dude, Thank you, bruh. Our friend Sarah Morgan listens to your show, so you're set. There oh, you really? Go. Yeah. That's the deal. You got Morgan on board? She's from England. Done. All yeah. right. Uh, you know what? I'm, uh, I love the English. Until recently, that was part of Europe. Yeah, oh, sure. Man, they are not. Zing. You know what's, it's, it's like, haha to us. You bring it up with them, because I've just spent oh. a lot of time with British people recently, and Oh, yeah. No, they get quite serious about that. They're mm. like, not funny. Yeah. Not yeah. funny. It's, it's like, you know. It doesn't play around the Are You Being Served reboot set. <laughs> no, it does not. Okay. Um, yeah, so I have uh, European versions. I have the German, Swedish, um, Danish versions of Arlo Finch coming out uh, this next month, too. I so, might read it in Danish. Uh, read, read Danish. I might. In French, yeah. The original Danish. The original Danish. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I get to tour ones. there and do all that stuff, which would be cool. I might read it in English and have a Danish. Oh, that oh, sounds good. Nice That's idea. a nice pastry. Yeah. Raspberry Danish. That's a nice here, ah, here yeah. at the Full Circle ah. Leitmotif Cafe <laughs> with a side of pancakes mm-hmm. <laughs> and a vibrator. <laughs> okay, I think we've mentioned everything I'm in the show. Trying some no, as you, much you, as I can here. You need a little ramekin of, yeah. of, of, of lube there. So. There you go. Yeah. Ah, the ramekin of lube. Perfect. Our creme fraiche life. Hashtag Our producer is Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. He's the one you hear laughing through the window. It's not his fault. It's just <laughs> how God made him. Uh, you can find us at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. On Reddit, you can hashtag your tweets, hashtag JJGo. You can find us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris and at Jesse Thorne. Now, Jordan, we, have a, we actually have a – we're facing a crisis right now. Oh, no. On Infinite Earths? Sometimes people want to send us a correction. Mm-hmm. Of course they of course, do. Yes. Because we host a podcast. People do suffer from allergies. Because yeah. yeah. we're speaking. Really? Do you guys get that on your screenwriting oh, podcast? Yes. You have so, no idea. I can't imagine. Oh, I'm the things shocked. we get. John, John very, very smartly shocked. hides most of it from me so I don't lose my shit. Yeah. So ordinarily, we have, them, we have them tweet their corrections. Mm-hmm. And historically, we've been having them tweet them at Gas Station TV, mm-hmm. okay. um, which we think is just a great place to send your thoughts and ideas. About anything. Because uh, they, they, they cover a broad range of issues, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Gas Station TV is no longer at Gas Station TV. I don't know if you heard about this. No, I didn't. Previously, was, was we the racist had... tweets that, that got knocked off? <laughs> Previously, <laughs> we were, they were a teenager at the time. The network was only 17 years old. Sure. 
they were supposed to be ironic. So yeah. you know, they yeah. just previously we had targeted but... com- we had had people target their corrections at Papa John, mm-hmm. uh, and then before that we had them targeting their comments at the vaping congressman oh. <laughs> Duncan. What's his name? Oh, Duncan yeah. Hunter. Oh, Duncan Hunter. Yeah. The problem with him now. Uh, sure. All three of them are now mired in controversy. Ooh. By the way, I just want to note. For anyone who's thinking of something to tweet, yes, I did just make a weird Daffy Duck sound while saying the word three. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need a new we need a new Twitter account for people mm-hmm. to direct their thoughts and corrections at. Yeah, can you, Brian? Can you see if there's anything Trapper Keeper related? Maybe the Mead Paper oh, Corporation. Yeah. At Lisa Frank. <laughs> at Lisa Frank. See if at Does Lisa, Lisa Frank have a Twitter account? Does Lisa Frank the have brand. a Twitter account? I don't know that we want to bug the actual person. If There if... is an actual Lisa Frank. Yeah. There's a woman named Lisa Frank who started Lisa Frank. Wait, what's is that the person the... Lisa Frank is... and Paul Frank? I'm going to confuse. One's the monkey. Oh, yeah. Which one's the Paul, Paul Frank, Paul Frank is, is the monkey. monkey. Lisa Frank is a, is a pink stuff. unicorn. Oh. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. How about Peachy Folders? I love Peachy Folders. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's see if Peachy is on. That's. I think Peachy is a really, really solid. One, I used to man. I lost it in a move, but my most treasured possession was a promotional item for uh, E40's album, uh, my ghetto report card. Mm. Uh, that was an E40 themed peachy folder. Mm. Peachy folder. Um, OPG All Stars. OPG. That's just Canadian Tops baseball cards. <laughs> Brian, where are we at on Lisa Frank? Is there a Twitter account for the Lisa Frank Corporation? Come on, Brian. Brian, for the love of God. It's already in your porn search history. (laughs) (laughs) At Lisa Frank. Should that be our new correction target? Yeah, so for the time being, please uh, send your corrections and thoughts about the program to at Lisa Frank. Our mission here at Lisa Frank Incorporated is to strive to create quality products that enable children to exercise their imaginations and creativity. Sure. That's, Just like here at Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. And to help Brian Fernandez crank off. By the way, I do have one person that I follow on Twitter, comedian Mike Drucker, also follows Lisa Frank. Oh, that's fun. Isn't that nice? It just shows your little – it's a little yeah. – we're all connected. Well, yeah, in everyone's. Way. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know the monkey from Friends. <laughs> I know her. Mike it's Drucker the, follows uh, Lisa Frank on Twitter. Of the Brotherhood of Man. Yes. Uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.